Hip-hop is a genre of music that is constantly evolving. In this episode of Unraveled, producer Isaac Fontes sits down with experts to figure out what the future of hip-hop will sound like. My name is FOM Fojo and this is Unraveled. What will the future of hip-hop sound like? It's really quite hard to tell considering the genre is ever-changing and has been ever since its birth in the 1970s. Most notably, there has been a widespread inclusion of melodies and much more abstract flows within recent years. With this, the production and beats have changed as well. It's gone from sounding like this hip-hop and jazz. Yeah. Uh-huh. What? What? to this. As someone who devotes all of his free time to listening to music and discovering new music, 90% of it being hip-hop, I'm curious to know what the future of the genre will sound like. I've grown up alongside the genre, its creativity and poeticness amazing me more and more each and every day. Each new rapper I discover and love is different from the last, and it keeps me coming back for more. As I've gotten older, I've introduced myself to the many subgenres that exist within hip-hop, and I've developed my musical taste into what it is today. The amount of music being put out these days can be overwhelming, so I reached out to Dylan Green to better help me understand what the future of hip-hop will sound like. Dylan is an editor at Pitchfork and also the host of his very own podcast, Real Notes, where he interviews artists and talks about the relationship between music and film, two of his favorite things. I started off by asking him what he's been listening to these days. The Bruiser Brigade album, TV62, which has been driving me crazy. But yeah, like Br- Bruiser Brigade is having such an incredible year, like especially Bruiser Wolf, like shout out to all of them. Bruiser Brigade is a record label and rap group started by Detroit's own Danny Brown, who is widely considered to be one of the best rappers of the 2010. They have an impressive roster of rappers, making them one of the most exciting groups in all of hip hop right now. The group consists of Danny Brown himself, J.U.S., Fat Ray, Quentin Ahmad the God, Z Loopers, and one of my favorite rappers, Bruiser Wolf. His voice and flow is literally unlike anything else I've heard before, in the best way possible. He raps in a high-pitched voice and is able to include humor in his bars in such a unique way. I reached out to him to be a part of the podcast as well, thinking that it would be a long shot to get to talk to one of my favorite rappers, but he was generously down to talk to me. We hear from him in just a bit once we get to talking about the trend of humor in hip-hop. Here's who Dylan has also currently been listening to. Tisa Korean from Texas put out two new albums last week, and those have been in heavy rotation. Love both of them. They're great. Tisa Korean is a great place to start when it comes to talking about trends in hip-hop. He's an artist and dancer from Texas who makes music that is simply meant to be danced to, relying heavily on trends and what's popular at the time to attract a young audience. A couple of his songs have dance routines to them on TikTok, most notably the Mop Dance, which gained a lot of attention online in 2019. His music relies solely on energy and vibes, and therefore is not concerned with lyricism in the slightest. Like, his music is very much from Texas. Like, you can tell he's an artist from Texas. His stuff specifically, like, he had that, that moment with the mop dance that almost like that was probably like the closest he came to having like a viral moment quote unquote but like I don't really know that he's been trying for something like that again like I feel like regionalism is something that's not super talked about in rap right now because the thing has gone global so sometimes we forget that a lot of this stuff is coming from specific regions and it's always nice to you know like it's great to be a part of the whole but like one of the things that makes rap unique is that rap doesn't sound the same in every place you know like Tennessee rap doesn't sound like Florida rap 
rap doesn't sound like Texas rap, doesn't sound like New York rap, doesn't sound like New Orleans rap or Michigan rap or California. Like it's all different. You can usually, not always, but you can usually tell who's who depending on where they're from. But like, of course, there's people, you know, with the internet, it makes it easier to like mix and match different styles. Regionalism is still very important, even though the internet has kind of democratized the way people consume and absorb rap culture. It's an interesting mix. It's an interesting time to be a rap fan in that respect. <laughs> it's really, it's weird, but like if you can tune in, you know, we're here. Regionality in hip hop is important to consider because each state or city that is home to its own scene has its own distinct sound and trend. I asked Dylan the simple yet rather complex question. What will the future of hip hop sound like? Honestly, I think it's hard to tell. And I think that's the beautiful thing about it. You know, like you were saying before, hip hop is ever evolving. It's, uh, in my opinion, probably the most adaptable form of music, maybe not ever created, but like it's the most adaptable form of music we have now. For me, the thing I always think about is like hip hop is always so close to just like trends in general, you know, like rappers were some of the first people to embrace the internet as like a place for music, you know, like they were among the first and they were also among the first to really hitch their wagon to the streaming thing when you look at like um like early soundcloud and early youtube and all that stuff rap really lends itself to just kind of innovation in that way because like at its core it's about taking a whole bunch of old elements and turning it into something new and like embracing newness really you know like it's it's like it's it's like a bunch of it's like a bunch of software updates it's like a whole bunch of patches like every like five six seven years it's just a new patch and they just take it in super quick like i don't even know where hip-hop is going to be in a year honestly bro like, I don't know where it's going to be in a year, five, 10, 20. I appreciate that. You know, on top of it, making my job more challenging. Like, it's just, I just think that's more interesting. Like, <laughs> I just think it's more interesting to not know where it's going, but I love where it's at right now. There's too much good shit going on for me to be like grumpy. With the growing popularity of the rap group Griselda, which consists of three rappers from the streets of Buffalo, West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, and Benny the Butcher, has come the reemergence of the old school hip hop sound that was so prevalent in the 90s, the genre's golden age. They stick to many, if not all, of the traditional characteristics of hip hop and rely solely on their rapping abilities in their music. There are no melodies or obscure production, which can be a breath of fresh air when you take a look at where hip-hop has strayed throughout the past several years. With this sound also comes old-school bars, grimy rhyme schemes, and punchlines. Are bars and classic rhyme schemes back because of them? Oh, it's been back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, I was just thinking about this a little while ago, because, like, Rock Marciano is the guy, he's the one who, like, he didn't start it, but, like, he played a really big role in reviving that sound, and, like, even, like, innovating it, because, like, his music, at least his newer music, Music isn't like full on boom bap. There's like barely any drums on it most of the time. Like there's this movement of people who are just like rhyming over just bare loops. And I think that's really fire. Like <laughs> I think, um, you know, like I think that sound is so foundational to rap as a whole that it's never really ever gonna go away. And it never did, but it's definitely having a huge moment right now. Like Roselda definitely helps with that a ton. It's like Q-Tip said on uh, excursions from a tribe called Quest, the low end theory, everything moves in cycle. You know, like, and, and, and like the pendulum has just come back to this like foundational sound. So I definitely think that, yeah, it's, it's, it's here. I don't know if it's going to be here forever, but you know, like that, that sound, whatever you want to call it is definitely having a moment right now. Another thing that's kind of happening right now is like people are being more raw and open. A lot of artists are figuring out that people want to know about you. It's a delicate balance, obviously, because like you don't want to give too much of yourself away and like get exploited. So I think it's definitely here. And I don't want to say it's a new wave 
wave because like you said like people have been telling stories and raps forever never really gone away and ne it never really even became unpopular but I think people are just giving more of themselves it feels like we're at a point now where people are just more comfortable being themselves whatever that means like Lil Durk and Lil Baby are two of like the rawest people in the game right now I think a lot of people take that for granted because of how popular they are him and Lil Baby put out one of the biggest albums of the year but like they're telling stories and then you want to go a little further underground to like this kind of new movement with people like you know like Mike and Navy Blue and Akai Solo and Masai and all these people like they're also pouring their hearts out the, the word raw keeps coming up but it's the only way I could describe it like it's just it's just like heart on table music more people are starting to realize that it's easier to connect with an artist if you can feel not even if you can feel yourself in them but like if you can feel that there's something there that's the important part so I think I think that's great so who has an influence on the hip-hop game right now Dirk and Baby definitely I think Tyler has a huge influence right now Megan the Stallion has a huge influence right now so I would say like the four or five of them pretty much everybody in Detroit like you could you could like take your pick out of every Detroit rapper right now like from people like Danny Brown and Bruiser Brigade to uh everything going on with like with like Icewear Vezo and Rio de Young OG Free Rio I could sit here and name every Detroit and Flint rapper but like they've kind of had everything in a chokehold like to everybody wants to make jokes and flow like on the Detroit beats right now and the Flint beat now. Like there's so many people who have such an interesting grasp, but I think like Detroit and everybody I mentioned, they've kind of got the game in a chokehold and it's really incredible. He mentioned the Detroit and Flint hip hop scenes, which I think is so important. Most of the rappers coming out of Flint are able to include humor and personality into their rap, unlike any others in the game right now. It's an interesting conversation to have because some of them are kind of pushing back against the notion of their raps being funny, but like there is an element of humor to the things that they say because it's so shocking and so like you said raw which i feel like is the word of the day at this point but like you know like it's it's um i think people are going to gravitate toward you if you can make them laugh like regardless of whether you mean to or not and you know like you just look at anybody rapping in detroit and flint right now especially somebody like ynj or somebody like babytron who like kind of really lean into that humorous aspect of their music that shit travels humor will take you to the stars if you can pull it off right and as long as you're not an asshole obviously but um you know like i think i think i really do think that humor you know taken in the proper context is a really important part of that and just like it's it, it's it's them like we were saying before it's them giving themselves to people like that's their personality and like if you can sense that personality it's going to make it that much easier to connect with the music so i think they all just have a really strong grasp of personality i think i think that's what it comes down to ultimately one of the best examples of a rapper who has gained popularity for their humor is the aforementioned bruiser wolf i asked him what he thinks the future of hip-hop will sound like shit if i got anything to do with it it's gonna sound like me but uh it's so unpredictable man you never know what what can happen you know who would have known like the auto tone would take over the way it did to the melodic rap you never know which way it's gonna go but you know something new and refreshing always seems to keep the sound coming for the future but uh if it got anything to do with me definitely it sound like what we doing in bruiser brigade you know what i'm saying to me, I'm a fan of hip-hop, rap, or whatever, you know what I'm saying, all genres, but, like, it's more, entertaining is more fun, even as a fan, to listen to somebody that's different, or the wordplay, or something so, you know, out cold to listen to, you know what I'm saying, then as an artist, it's really more fun to 
say some shit that's hard, like the sport of it, the bar, beats. To really be a part of it, it get fun when you get off into the artistic part of it. The metaphors, the similes, the stanzas, the the, the, the cadence of it, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just trying to cheat your way over a hard-ass beat, you know what I'm saying? I also asked him how he found his unique voice. When I was rapping, I was sounding just like everybody, like street dudes. Just With my content that I talk about, you know, I was sounding like what everybody else was doing. It was saturated. And my father raised me. All he listened to was the Blue Magic stylus. He liked, he liked the tenors, the falsetto voices. And um, I wanted to separate myself. I'm like, these guys make timeless music. I was listening to the stylistics or whatever. And the dude, just high-pitched voice, you make me feel great. Every song is like, bet you make It's just, you know what I'm saying? And I... I knew I had the voice. I really got sick one day and went into the studio. I was like, damn, and then he just lit the bulb up. I'm like, I'm about to tap into this. And then when I started tapping into it, it was like, I can't go back. And it was like, I'm a rapper tenor in a sense. So, you know, if we go change the sound of the future, we might have more tenor rappers. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Maybe I started that trend. I had to ask him about two important aspects of hip hop that I talked about with Dylan as well humor and storytelling, two things that he does so well as a rapper. The humor part, I definitely believe it should be a part of it because to me, it expands the art form. You know what I mean? Well, we're supposed to just really talk about serious shit all the time, getting money and women and uh, women just really talking about men and how to get money from men or like, you know what I'm saying? It's some of the shit Megan Stallion say funny. It's funny because we all can we can all experience or it's something witty they said that they oh shit. We all human, we all gonna do the same shit. You know, but uh, I think you got to laugh, keep from crying, man. Laugh, like, it's the best thing in the world. It brings out the bars too, man. It's like, metaphorically, you can uh, you can say some stuff that means something or sound different or however, but if you can bring out the humor in it, it means so much more. It's like, damn, it might not be a tundra like that, but it was funny, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, that, like I'm talking about something serious, but I say some shit, I'm like, damn, that was, that was funny, but it was funny because... I seen it before, like you know, you know, it's kind of odd, but I'm thank God for that gift, <laughs> storytell to to draw me in like that, you know, make me listen to a story. I think that's the beauty of hip hop. I think more artists should do more storytelling. If you ain't dope as a rapper, at least you can do is make a story rap. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like I think people should get more often to that. But the doper the stories, the realer it is, it brings out the best in your art, though. But I speaking of humor, Drake just dropped his highly anticipated album, Certified Lover Boy, earlier this year, and there are some humorous moments on it, like when he calls himself a lesbian, and when he and Future interpolate Right Said Fred's classic, I'm Too Sexy. Not to mention the album cover of Twelve Pregnant Emojis. I don't even know why I didn't mention him before. Like Drake is Drake is probably the most influential rapper walking the earth right now. You know, he like he's just he just has this. Ability ability to tap into anything and just like turn it into his own thing he's he's a chameleon in that way and that's you know like there's uh there's benefits and drawbacks to being that type of artist like it's 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 too complicated to just you know section off to this one section of a podcast but like drake makes it he makes himself necessary like whenever he makes an album it becomes an event he's like one of the last existing pieces of like monoculture i feel like like rap has and like pop culture in general has like everybody knows who drake is you know like even like if you don't know him from the music you know the degrassi connection or whatever
whatever. Like he's just that big of a persona. He's just really good at like folding himself into wherever he needs to be and just making himself necessary. Drake is just so like, regardless of whether or not he has any classic albums, we still talk about him. He still charts. He still drops number one albums. He still puts out singles that move millions of units. He's He makes himself necessary. He's always around. Whether or not you like him, you're talking about him. And for somebody like Drake, that's usually enough to just be around. Like he's always gonna be there. It's weird because you would expect somebody around that age to stop exploring the way he does, but you could tell he re- he has like a real hunger for this stuff. Drake is Drake is fascinating. He's really weird and gross and great and like he's a lot. Like he's he embodies so much. He's fascinating, man. That's all I can say about Drake. He's fascinating. <laughs> And then of course comes the whole topic of like, did Drake make it, make it, make it cool to sing and rap? Like he's not the first person to do that. He popularized it for a specific generation of people, you know? And like, I think, I think a lot of people like younger than Drake are still kind of chasing that like rap sung sound because of him. I think uh, for a certain set of people, Drake was the first person to do that. That's, that can't be denied. And it really made an impact on people to the point where like, if you hear somebody singing, like if you hear a rapper kind of singing you're gonna be like oh that kind of sounds like drake but there are also plenty of other rappers who have like dabbled in melody too it's 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 weird but like just considering how big he is that's usually the first place people go you know is like oh it's oh it sounds like drake right because you could even say like kanye did that too with like 808s and heartbreak because like that came out before drake really had his before he really started his run but it's once again like either it's 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 complicated (laughs) let's put it that way it's complicated what about kanye drake's nemesis does he have any influence I can't really call it at this point, man. Like, I like, like, I want to say yeah because like his production, like maybe not so much in terms of like that. I mean, like yeah, in terms of the music, but I'd say more in terms of like that's where you get into like specific like technique and sensibility because like a big thing about Kanye is just he tries to never do the same thing twice, and I think like just like that devil may care attitude to like creating and producing and like editing music, I think that shows up in a lot of different places. Like I like I could sit here for the next two hours and name artists who were like directly influenced by Kanye. He's easily one of the most influential artists rap has ever seen. Like it's it's undeniable the influence he has on this game. You know, like at at the top like like at the top end underground, you know. His DNA is everywhere and it's just once again fascinating, you know. Like he's he's something, bro. <laughs> I can't handle him. I have to remind myself sometimes of just how influential he is, you know. Like I remember when College Dropout came out and like he's like a generate like he's become a generational artist in that way. Like in the way that like Snoop Dogg is. He's put out albums, but he's become like this massive pop culture figure that just like every he's in commercials. He has the Martha Stewart show and all this other shit. You know, like Kanye has kind of he's kind of like that because like for me, I grew up on you know college dropout, late registration, graduation. Kanye, and then there's people who came in at 808s and Heartbreak, and then there are more people who came in during Pablo. You know, so like Kanye means different things to different generations. And on top of the fact that he's this incredibly controversial figure, he's a generational artist. He's very interesting and his he has great music and he's very influential, but he's a lot. And what about Playboy Cardi? I feel like he has a lot of influence on the game right now, uh, especially on artists like Trippy Red and Yeet who seem to rely on energy and rage rather than lyrics in their music. Cardi, Cardi's influence is steadily growing. You know, like he's kind of, he's been in this crazy position since Magnolia dropped. And he's another artist who's someone who kind of like changes with every project. You know, like Cardi is an artist who's like Kanye in the sense that he's always trying to push himself and always trying new things. And we always need people who are willing to try new things and kind of like give people a new template to kind of build themselves from. Cardi is a lot. 
you know he's also a lot he's just like he's just like really weird and strange and he's just this lanky dude with the dyed hair dresses in punk clothes and like like people want to be that and i'm like that's beautiful like that makes me so happy like people thought that he was gonna kill rap like every three years there's just one person like if it's not cardi it's yachty you know like it's always like there's this one person who's like oh rap is dead because this person is here and i'm like okay so these are the people who are really pushing the shit forward and the grumps are gonna grump and like i knew like he's gonna be a fire starter forever so i saw him he did maybe about 50 percent of his lyrics and like rapped over the vocals the whole time and just spent the whole other time just like running across the stage with like fire and smoke and everything and it was one of the coolest things i've ever seen in my life he just makes everything spectacular yeah and it's just that energy exchange you know like nothing needs to be said for energy to be exchanged like if you can do that well then like bam like you're off to the races you could go on youtube and soundcloud and audio mac and everywhere now and find a million people who want to sound like playboy cardi his it's undeniable once again dna everywhere i know sampling is another foundational characteristic of hip-hop but there seems to be a lot of it being done in the hip-hop that's being put out today especially a lot of more obvious ones like we saw with youngie nace and other florida rappers who sampled a vanessa carlton song in one of their tracks from earlier this year even though it was so obvious it still got cleared and was even supported by vanessa carlton herself one of my favorite rappers right now his name is shawnee bin laden and he's from new york he raps in a whispery yet kind of threatening flow and he seems to have a mixtape taken down from streaming services every couple of weeks because they contain samples that i guess he wasn't even able to clear regardless sampling has been around forever is it here to stay that's never gonna go away because like that's even happening in the mainstream you know like sweetie's done that a bunch of times like Corey lane's built an entire career off nothing but that shit you know that's just like always gonna be a thing for me like it's 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 never really gone away and it's always kind of been super prevalent i think the thing that's gonna change is like what specifically is being sampled because like we said before everything goes in cycles so it's just like the stuff is just gonna start moving like you know like we're, we're kind of in like the early to mid to maybe late 2000s that kind of fascination is taking over now like it won't be long until we're gonna be sampling songs from the 2010s you know like like it speaks to the longevity of those songs being sampled and it speaks to uh just like the impact that this music continues to have on people and just like how it can be how it's like this Ouroboros effect and just like just kind of feeds itself there's no other kind of music that I can think of that really feeds itself in the same way that rap does and I think that's beautiful at the end of the day hip-hop will always contain some of if not all of its traditional characteristics in one way or another it will also always be connected to pop culture and therefore lend itself to whatever is trendy at the moment some of it is just that though a trend and will soon be forgotten but most of it will live forever because of its ability to tell a story paint a picture and act as a voice for the voiceless whether it adheres to trends or not you know like rap is pop culture right now too like rap fans are kind of having this beautiful moment where the world is speaking our language in a way you know like it's it's like some people don't always get it and it sounds kind of corny sometimes like it, it depends but like the world is at least attempting to speak our language right now and that's crazy this shit started from a blackout in the Bronx you know like my dad was alive for that shit like he was like he was like a 40 year old man when hip-hop first started so like this shit is like it's about like, like hip-hop as a genre as a culture is about to turn 50 years old in like a couple of years and like I don't really see it i don't really see that innovation going anywhere anytime soon and smell the roses while you can because like we're having a moment and there's so much beautiful shit out here always give respect to to the pioneers respect to the, the people that do true set you know what i'm saying but also you know believe in yourself you know what i'm saying never give up on what you're doing man perfect your craft and, and set your own trends you know what i'm saying and, uh, you know what i'm saying god bless hip-hop yeah.
This episode of Unraveled was produced by Isaac Fontes. Our associate producer is Taha Hashmani, and our executive producer is Elena Duluigi. Special thanks to John Powers for composing our theme music, and Ben Shelley for creating our podcast artwork. Our professor is Amanda Capito, and special thanks to Lindsay Hanna and Angela Glover.